I wish you guys nothing but best. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. I heard there was a wonder boy That many teams would not employ But you don't really care for Euros, do ya? So where would he go, the fourth, the fifth? Or would he fall and be a Nick? The baffling kings took back If I were to say to you, the ceiling is the roof, what, what do you think I'm trying to convey? Uh, I, I would assume you're, it's a Michael Jordan joke, right? Isn't that? that yeah, but what, it, but what, yeah, it, but what does it that, mean? Okay, like if I break it down, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd probably just... <laughs> what is he trying to say? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, because uh, he misspoke when he said it. So, You're right. Um, did he misspeak or did he say exactly what he meant to say? Did he hinna like speak? <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, that could be just like a subliminal, like, did you misspeak? And he's like, nah. I mean, because it sounds like, like. Do you see what our ceiling is? Like, mm -hmm. that is what it is. What it <laughs> you're right. Like. You, yeah. You're right. You <laughs> see it, too. Because, like, you know, the sky is the limit. Is right. like saying, like, there is no ceiling. Sure. And then the ceiling is the roof is, like, that, yeah, you can't go past. It's, it's impossible because you uh -huh. hit the ceiling. So the ceiling is the roof, I guess. But I think you have to be drunk to understand it. <laughs> because... Whenever you're making, you know, analogies about sky's the limit or reach for the stars or shoot for the moon, all this stuff, I've never once thought to work in the word roof. Right. <laughs> it's well, like it's, the actual construction true. of it, the roof. It's like, it's like when you first, you're like, oh, he mashed up metaphors. Right. But then it's like, what metaphor did roof come from? Right. Where did you roof know? get thrown in there? <laughs> like, did you think do, of glass ceiling? Do people say that the sky is the roof? No, no, one no one's no one's ever said no. that until before now. Yeah. Well, they asked Michael, "Did you mean to say that?" And he said, "Well, did you win six championships?" <laughs> See, the only, the only <laughs> just like sort of stumbles um, off the floor. The only person that would say that would be not using a metaphor. They would be in a house that didn't have that you could see the sky from, and it, that would be like the, like a, if a tornado came through, then the ceiling would be no, the roof would be the sky would be the roof. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you would you would have you would have a hole in your roof, like the Cowboys, sky is yeah, a like neighborhood. Stadium. Yeah, the sky the sky is now the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a roundabout way of saying we don't have a roof. Yeah, so that's the hardest question you'll get today. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's how we start every episode of this. <laughs> yeah, we're um, we're putting the survey at the beginning of the show, right? And then yeah, doing if the you rest can later. Handle that, uh -huh. and you can yeah. talk about 
If you, yeah, if you didn't take your headset off and throw it at us, <laughs> then you passed the first test, which is explain what Michael Jordan was talking about while drunk. <laughs> we didn't even get this to will, the we didn't even get to Middle East uh, relations on yeah, this episode. Wow, yeah. this is, is way better. Is there a uh, you know why the the follow up question is why is that the name of this podcast? Because it's one of my favorite things okay, to say. Fair enough. That no one knows what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'll just be like, yeah, the ceiling is the roof. Yeah, it is true. What year did did they – is that the year they won that he said that, or was it the year? No, this was very randomly at a North Carolina football event. Was it a – yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there was no ceiling or yeah. roof. Well, uh, they, they were in the <laughs> basketball stadium, arena, whatever they call event. that. And it was a football event. I don't know if it was like a pep rally, and uh, Larry Fedora, I think, is still their coach, the super jacked. Not like, anymore. It's Mac Brown now. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Mac. Uncle Mac's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, even better. He'd like to apologize to all Texas fans for going to North <laughs> Carolina. Um, but yeah, Larry Fedora was there, and he thought, okay, you think North Carolina? MJ. Yeah. Let's get MJ in here. Obviously. And he comes in there and he says, let's 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 keep it moving. Let's go forward. I wish you guys nothing but best. I wish you guys nothing but best. <laughs> I, I remember that. <laughs> Which is, that's not even, like, just forgetting a word. <laughs> that is usually a symptom of just, yeah. you know, uh, of not being sober. Well, yeah. that, that, that could be a misspeak. But then whenever you string together, I wish you guys nothing but best. Mm-hmm. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's, make it Let's happen. keep Let's moving, moving forward. forward. That, that being said, like, I, I can sympathize with, like, starting to trip and uh-huh. like going all the way down a hill yeah. you know because when you start you a bad me, metaphor and you just like double down on it you're you, like maybe you don't get it when you asked me this question i started to talk and i didn't know what i was saying <laughs> and then i was like i also am now realizing that they're recording this yeah <laughs> and so like the, <laughs> <It's a trap. laughs> so like i could be like i could see myself mm-hmm. like butchering you know uh a metaphor being like well you never know i mean it's just it's apples and oranges, and, and, <laughs> right. and just hoping we all moved on. Yeah. Well, there's uh, a difference between Mike saying, "Hey, be funny," and then someone asking Michael Jordan to give it a motivational, a very simple thing. Talk. Yeah. yeah. Of being like, "Go get him, boys." Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was not. He wasn't put on the spot. True. Yeah. I mean, I guess he probably felt like it, given what he was doing before. Yeah. By two people he who he thought he trusted. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> He clearly I, came straight from the golf course yeah, and walked directly into that pep rally <laughs> and had to I – like to, I like to think that walking into the pep rally, MJ had to find somewhere to stash his empties. He's yes. like, just, so, yeah, I'll come to the pep rally. Can he you just gave them take the fans yeah. as, yes. as he walked on the floor. There you go. People, to Charles Oakley. Yeah. Yeah. Took it to the recyclable. People are trying to f- high-five him on the way. I mean, he was handing empties. <laughs> <laughs> Thank putting, you. Putting out a cigar. I'll like, sign him on my way on out. On the rim. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, that's Johnny Opping. Yeah. Um, I hope I'm saying your name right. I don't think I've ever it. said it. I've just typed it before. Yeah. Like, that oh. son of a bitch, Johnny Opping. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, good good friend of uh, Bobby and myself. I'm Mike. That's Bobby. Our guest this week is Johnny Opping of uh, the internet, basically, everywhere, yeah. man. Can I read your Twitter bio? Yeah, you can do that. All right, so Johnny is <laughs> Still of. Read the didn't, didn't seem like he wanted you to do that. <laughs> uh, he is on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. He is of Texas, in no order, Texas Monthly, The New Yorker, Long Reads, Deadspin, Vice Sports, New York Mag. Is it NY Mag or New York Mag? What is the official? 
Uh, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Oh, well, they just changed yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, What do the checks <laughs> say? Uh, Real GM, <laughs> D Magazine, <laughs> Slate, and McSweeney's, and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, most cetera. recently. Sorry sorry to everybody in et cetera, but yeah. Twitter only gives <laughs> you so much space. Uh, and, uh, and of the Dallas Mavs Podcast Network, apparently, because this is your second appearance. Kids uh, SI is like, what the, what the <laughs> age? <laughs> et cetera. Yeah. Uh, most recently, he is of New Yorker fame where he wrote some uh, pistachio and almonds jokes. <laughs> that is not a, a joke. That is true. And uh, Facts only. One of the it reason, is a joke. One of the reasons... <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. It's embarrassing, yeah. but no, it's, it's funny. true. It's, it's a funny read. I would recommend it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, most, you know, a, a couple days before that, uh, he unfortunately misspelled my name in an I article about Luka Doncic for Real GM. So that's one yeah. of the reasons mm-hmm. we brought you on is so that I could beat your ass. I, well, <laughs> I, I misspelled your name, like, in two spots, too. It was was like, it really? I think I, like... You do have a dumb name. And, and I don't, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, and what's funny is, like, I can't, I can't explain how I misspelled your name because I don't know how to spell your name right now. So I can't <laughs> oh, no. like, oh, Try it, test, try it, try test, it. How do you do test. it? Well... Uh, B. Hey, hey, yes. Oh, start skip the skip the first five. Right, right, let's, right. let's get right to the uh, last name. K A R A L L A. Yes, I mm-hmm. think I did K A R R E. Yeah. So like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, it, it was a real yeah. ceiling is the roof. Scenario. You spelled it like it's pronounced, like Corella. Yeah. I always yeah. think Corolla, like Cor- Toyota Corolla, because he's about yeah. the average. Of a Toyota Corolla, yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, I just, I just mid. It's like a I, used Corolla. I, yeah. lease, <laughs> I lease a Honda Civic, so I mean, you're not far off. Yeah, you're not far off. Everything about you says Corolla. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's John. <laughs> what a mean thing to say to someone. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you? It's a fine car. What's yeah. wrong with Everything that? about you Dependable. says Corolla. Maybe you have one of those weird convertible ones. <laughs> That I'm like, wow. why don't I just get a better car than spending five grand on the convertible? But here we are. <laughs> well, yeah. they said it was safe. Yeah. <laughs> like people used to get a Miata, and like it definitely had a convertible. They're like, got a convertible. Hop in my convertible. Like, yeah. <laughs> yo, dude, that's a golf car without a roof. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> Everybody sees what you're doing here, bro. My Civic has a, a sky roof. That's, that's nice pretty rad, dude. Yeah, yeah I don't know, have a sky roof. When I open it, that thing becomes the ceiling and the roof and the mm-hmm. sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you pull up? No. To the scene with your ceiling missing? No. Okay. Oh, is that is that a is that a Migos song? No, it's a two chains. Two chains. Oh. Well, two chains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, Johnny knows two chains. You don't. Yeah. I <laughs> already vaulted you in my friends' rankings. Jeez. <laughs> the first five minutes here. I don't listen to a lot of hip hop. Should start. It's good. I like I like how I don't listen to a lot of hip hop. I just if I don't know what it is, I assume it's <laughs> I Migos. Migos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Migos just gonna say Migos <laughs> and Drake, or and yeah. I, I know Travis uh, Travis Scott's hit single "Sicko Mode." I know that one too. Mm-hmm. But uh, how do you it, know that one? What does that, that one sound because, like? Because uh, it's uh, uh, out like a light. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. a light. It's true. Whoa, you that is. I didn't even know Travis, Travis Scott, Scott was gonna here? be here. <laughs> Where's Travis? I thought he was in like New York. Uh, I heard. Uh, I know of that song because mm-hmm. uh, they play it at every if, athlete's if, favorite song. Yeah, if you yeah. are at an NBA game, chances are you've heard Sicko Mode at least five times. Mm-hmm. And it's also like what in NBA arenas when they're playing like 
Billy Joel for some reason. Mm -hmm. It's what the players are actually listening to on their (laughs) their beats. (laughs) Just that they bought specifically, like they learned Mm -hmm. their lesson of not bringing their beats to the arena. And it's just like Piano Man playing Uh, while they're trying to like get up shots. I don't want to hear Def Leppard (laughs) B-sides. Let me just listen to what I want to. I'm loving it in the press box. Yeah. They're like, rocking out. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that uh, probably in high school that athletes have very poor taste in music overall. You're going to tell that to them? And I think that's carried over. You're going to yeah. tell that to Luca? Yes. <laughs> wow. No, he, I mean, he, he listens to some John Denver. He listens <laughs> to some Mamma Mia. Like, he's got some, he's got some, uh, some good roots of, of music. This guy in thinks his game. is good. <laughs> I mean, there, it, could, it could be way worse, I'm saying. It could be worse for Luca. Yeah, he yeah. could listen. I mean, I don't know half the stuff he posts that's like XM Spanish reggaeton station or whatever. I don't know. I never look up those songs. Some people might like see what he's listening to and go reverse engineer it and go listen to it on Spotify. I'm not one of those people. So I assume that stuff's fun. That's like fun, dancey, yeah. reggaeton, Spanish stuff that he listened to in Madrid. He but is a good dancer. He is. He claims that on his own website. Just good dancer. Where's the – wait, does he actually listen to – like, would you say John Denver? Uh, he knows, yeah. he knows uh, Country Road's – for some reason, there's a Slovenian version. Oh, okay. Um, that's that should be like, the intro to this podcast. Well, I'm gonna really. I you was don't gonna have the really, rights. That's that's up ahead because uh, we're going to Denver in about a month, oh, and nice. I was gonna drop it. I was gonna drop him singing "Country Roads" at least the first 45 <laughs> seconds by itself in like a fake karaoke booth. Just a little teaser. Yeah, just a little <laughs> teaser. Just a little teaser, guys. Keep it plugged be, in. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. But for there's that. a Slovenian version. Yeah. And Obviously. I'm the, wondering they don't sing about West Virginia. Yeah, I'm wondering what <laughs> geographical location what, they're like. What is the West Virginia? Yeah, they're musing towards that part of the is world. Is it like Croatia? It's like Croatia, <laughs> mountain woman. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a little confusing, but I do have him on uh, camera uh, singing that song. Okay, um, which is good to have in your back pocket. It's always good. Yeah. I got tricks up my sleeve, but uh, yeah, most athletes listen to crap music. Yeah, well, it's a lot of, like, burning take. this, I, I think it's a lot of, like, <clears throat> a song that's popular, mm-hmm. and they, like, work out to it, yeah. like, right when it's, like, anybody the first time they hear, like, yeah, cool song, yeah. but it just kind of, like, freezes in their head as, like, the coolest song ever, mm-hmm. and so it's just, like, maybe it wasn't a good song, or maybe it's just, like, the window's passed, but they're still, you know, you just mm-hmm. have dudes just, like, putting up shots to, like, all, like, a millie by humble. Lil Wayne over, yeah. Yeah, which over and over and over. And sit down. Be humble. <laughs> yeah. And yep. they're just like, well, it speaks to me because yeah. I want you to sit down uh-huh. and shut up. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I won't sit down. <laughs> I won't just dribble, okay? There's layers to this But song. you will yeah. sit down and mm-hmm. keep your mouth shut and watch the game. Right. You will. If you're respectable. Uh, I, I will say they are on to music before the rest of us. Uh, so a couple years mm-hmm. ago, before the playoffs. Speak for yourself. Okay. Before <laughs> the playoffs a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. We wanted to put uh, together a Spotify playlist of every player's favorite song that they listen to to get pumped up. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting at practice one All day. All ACDC. And, and are you telling me that you hadn't heard of some of the songs? No, I had <laughs> not. I had not. Oh, no. But uh, as as Wesley Matthews was walking off the floor, I said, hey, Wes. You know, Wes what, has good taste. I'll, yeah. give, I'll give Wes I said, what, what do you What do you listen to whenever you want to get, you know, whenever you want to <laughs> get pumped up and the juice is flowing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jaden Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and he just said panda and walked off. Panda, panda, panda. <laughs> and I was like, panda? Uh-huh. And then I go look up, and at the time, if you typed in panda on Spotify, uh-huh. the designer 
song Panda yeah. was the second result. What was the first result? I don't know. Just some other person. Well, that's the most interesting part of the story to me. Yeah, and it was like, if it's it's number one, (laughs) it's just Panda soundtrack. But then I was like, dude, this song, (laughs) this song rules. And then like a few weeks later, Kanye's uh, whatever, Life of Pablo, I think, had a sample of that in one of his songs. I thought that was out. I guess it had to be out second, but I thought for some reason whenever Life of Pablo like leaked, Mm. it had that track, which is uh, famous, I think. No. No, no, I think it's Father Stretch My Hands Part 2. Oh, is it? Okay, okay. Uh, I heard that way before I heard the designer version. And yeah. I, thought, I thought that dropped before designer put out the single, but I, I don't. Okay. No, I, th- I think it just like gave it yeah. new life, you know. Just like, like um, yeah, help people to like Wayne's World with Bohemian Rhapsody, right? It just kind of yeah. brought it back to the yeah. forefront. Yeah, yeah. all of those the often compared. Same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Designer and Queen. Yeah, they but, share a lot of common ground. <laughs> yeah, so. but you know, and I, I, it had whatever like seventeen Spotify plays, and the, mm. evidently they were all by Wesley Matthews. Uh, J- and JaVale McGee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is random, 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 random. That's pretty <laughs> random. Um, uh, and uh, so anyway, I was like, wow, this song slaps. And then I told my friends, and next thing you know, it's on the radio yeah. like a month later. And I was like, wow, these guys know a lot about I, hip-hop. I, I'm surprised that that song survived you saying the song slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's not on the internet anymore. Yeah, if you it's go not popular anymore, yeah. If you go check currently, it's not, <laughs> it's not anywhere. Yeah, it's I feel like, but I also feel like... I don't know. Whenever uh, Kanye does put out a full-length album, there's certain artists that do this where they're just curators, and they recognize what's good and put it yeah. together with other things that are good. And I'm like, I trust you at this point. Sure. Which uh, Kanye has lost the trust over right. the last uh, 18 or so months. But that's the same thing Why? with uh, I don't know. Just you know, paying people to only protect the rich people in California. Oh wow. <laughs> oh um, my goodness. The uh, <laughs> we need to talk more about just home improvement, less about <laughs> politics right now. The uh, so it's like whenever I heard like a sample of I think it was Father Stretch My Hands where Future's on it. It's the Young Metro tag, mm-hmm. and that's the first time that tag. Yes, yeah, so it's the like first time tag on, ever yeah. got used. And I was like, dude, Future's gonna be in this track. This is gonna be the best song ever. And I was like, that's all the Future that's on this album. <laughs> well, it's just it, that, it's that all, five seconds. But it's also kind of like I mean, this is an exaggeration, but like, yeah, I had the same thing where it's like, oh, cool, Future, but then mm-hmm. he's not on the album. Yeah. But then I started hearing that tag so much and started liking it so much. Yeah. That like I was kind of. From then on, it was like six months later. It's like I don't even need if if I hear that tag and mm. features on it, I'm kind of like really all I needed was the tag. <laughs> I, like, the tag like, I got what yeah. what I like hearing from yeah. you. That's you saying. I am kind of obsessed but, with rapper tags right now. Oh yeah, like I mean it's Mike the, Will made it and mm-hmm. Ear Drummers. Well, what about the classic? Chains? Just yeah. the the lighter. Yeah, lighter. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. That also means I don't know. I like I like original ones that are based around production. Like oh okay, that are like, like producer uh, tag. Yeah, producer yeah. tags are awesome. Like I think Zaytoven has one, and then like uh, Maybach music. B- Buddha bless this beat. <laughs> <laughs> There's one I think he, I, I think he's like a Texas producer, uh, like probably like a Houston producer, but it, or it's maybe it's a group or two guys, but it's like they're called Beans and Cornbread. And oh, they wow. would just, but it would be, it would be like but, but beans and cornbread, and it was like, well, awesome. I, I'm gonna go ahead and put this on a playlist. Yeah. I don't know how it's yeah. gonna go <laughs> from here, but uh, <laughs> I'm on board. I'll drop that onto this. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Put it on my beans and cornbread playlist. Yeah. I want to make like ten different producer tags for Mav stuff. Just different players saying weird crap. Just throw it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Just drops. Um, oh, we were pulling out of the parking lot the other day to go to lunch and. Uh, I listen to a Rick, Rick Ross song, and, and of course it goes Maybach music, <laughs> like a Bobby and I go Jeep Patriot music. 
<laughs> just a like a like a horrible voice. Yeah, that. Just, just, <laughs> yeah, just a redneck voice. Deep yeah. Patriot music. <laughs> like what? No. Anyway, yeah, it's a long way of saying it. Mavs are good right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're above five hundred. Ten and nine. Things are fun. Oh, we have we, fun. Have we been recording? Yeah, the whole time. Oh, okay. Ten cool. minutes worth. I thought it was longer than that. No, that's 18 minutes. That's an eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is what people want. Well, Johnny, thanks for coming on. Yes. Yeah, appreciate you. This is what people want. For they whoever's want the, still listening. <laughs> they, want, they want the good stuff. Um, <laughs> Definitely put the timestamps in the description on this one. I'm never going to do that. You know that. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is The Ceiling is the Roof. I'm Mike. He's Bobby. That's Johnny Opping of Internet fame. And uh, Mavs are really stinking good right now. Uh, yeah. Arguably the best team in basketball over the last 10 games. Uh, I guess 11 games now. Um, so top 10 in offensive rating, top 10 in defensive rating. Seemed like it was a good week to either uh, make a video song about Luca or write about Luca. <laughs> Johnny did just that. Not the song. Um, every, yeah, not the song. Why couldn't you have made the song? <clears throat> props to that song. That, yeah. it, I mean, I that guy, Isaac Lee, is that yeah. I mean, that, he's a really good voice. Yeah, really <laughs> great voice. It was solid. Really takes a lot of, a lot of uh, cojones to cover Leonard Cohen yeah, in yeah. itself. Yeah. Like whenever, uh, who was it? It was uh, Kate McKinnon on SNL did. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was I was like, girl, I don't know if you know what you're getting into right now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, Jeff Buckley raised the bar too right. with the guitar, and they kind of went that route too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just really so, well done. Yeah, that's swinging. That's swinging high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Johnny, you were yours was fine. It was Thanks. fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was okay. It's a good <laughs> you article. Can yeah. Play that song when you read my story. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I did. Um, so uh, yeah, everybody seems to be reassessing their Luca takes and uh or just hitting refresh doubling down yeah doubling yeah. down like the people that were like super in are like ha, 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 yeah. like me and bobby and probably most people if you paid attention yeah you get to look at everybody else and go dummies yeah um so everyone's hitting refresh on their expectations on okay would you rather have Luca or Donovan Mitchell as we're all like, right. kind of like looking at each other like what's going on yeah. here every week it's a new like I don't want to say he's better than that guy yet, yeah. but like he's talked to me in a year, and he's already yeah. better. You know, just like yeah. Rand, I think I was talking to Bobby, just like he there keeps. I keep like just as I watch him play, just think like I don't like I I don't want to. Like, I'm not trying to be hot takey. It's like I don't want to be like like Drew Holiday. I don't want to say he's better than Drew Holiday, but he's 19, and it's like how what. It, it almost just feels like when is he going to be better than Drew Holiday when he's 23, you know, like than what Drew Holiday is now. And mm-hmm. like I say that as someone who's just, that's just like a random player who I think is very good. Right. You know, uh, that's not at all like a Drew Holiday shot. Like and I those are, I think, beyond the pretty high expectations I had. Yeah. That's the cool thing about sports. Why it's different than just about anything else in your life is you can find common ground where these are facts. Yeah. Like, OK, Jordan or LeBron is the best ever. Right. And then you just, like, start going down the line of where you rank people. Right. And you have to update them constantly whenever you have a new toy. And Luca is the new toy that's mm-hmm. going to be here for hopefully his entire NBA career, and he's 19. And he's the best player in this team. Oh, yeah. Like, later we'll probably go through some quarter awards of, you know, how we feel about everybody 19 games into the season and see, you know, some of them are obvious. I mean, Luca's the MVP of this team. Yeah. There's no way around it. Oh, yeah. Um, and for him to contribute positively this early is absolutely insane to me after watching what an American 20-year-old did last year sure. and Dennis Smith Jr., where I'm watching and I'm going, okay, if you're that, lo- that young and you handle the ball that much, 
you're not going to have a positive impact on the basketball game. Yeah. And well, what I kept saying about Dennis, you know, and just trying to not be like pessimistic, you know, or, or trying to be like realist, I, you know, I would just kind of think like you can't like you can't fast forward his development. Like you, you, everybody wants to, um, but like he's he's pretty good, and he is gonna be better. Yeah. Um, but like you can't just say like yeah, but I don't want the bad one games to happen. Right. Or or the you know or the learning curve or whatever, and so you kind of fa- you come to terms with that reality. But then you get Luca, and he's just starting from a point that's that's so crazy. Yeah. I, I mean because it is you know the same is true for Dennis. For both these guys, this is the worst they're ever going to be. Right. Uh, you know, um, it, it, healthy. Like yeah. it's, the, it's the worst they're ever going to be at basketball. Yeah. Uh, they're going to get better until, well, at least for the next 10 years. You know, um, mm-hmm. like it, like Luca's going to be a lot better in two years. Yeah. M- most likely. And that yeah. is, that's pretty exciting. What are the things that, I, I agree with you that this is, 19 games in his career, he's averaging 20 points, and this is probably the worst we'll ever see him play. But what are the things that he's actually going to get better at? I mean, I think a lot – well, I think that, you know, because everybody – I think the thing that people argue about the most is, like, his athleticism and his speed and stuff like that. And I think he's not going to just become athletic. Like, he's not going to become, like, LeBron. You know, he's not going to start looking like that. But, I mean – He's also just, like, he's a young person who also has, like, NBA, like, tra- trainers, and he's facing, and he's, like, getting in. So, those, like, I think there's going to be, like, a gradual and sort of, like, subtle, like, oh, in a year, he's actually in a lot better shape. He, he's actually stronger. He already is. His, he's already his, losing. Yeah, he's already yeah. exactly. Weight, you know? His lateral movement is a little bit better. And, like, probably not the sort of thing where it's, like, so, like, those things won't ever become his strength. And so, like, I think people rarely really give credit to, like, like nobody wants to be, like, you know what is weak? Like, when nobody points to a player and go, like, a year ago his weakness is was worse than it is now. Mm-hmm. And, like, even when it's still someone's weakness, they still always talk about it. Like, nobody talks about how – I mean, pe- some people do. But, like, n- like, Steph Curry and, like, Harden are better defenders than they were, yeah. like, five years ago. And, like, that – they're still not that great at defense. Steph's a pretty good, like, but they're not. That's not their strength at all. And there's way better defenders than both of them. But they get to be MVPs, and get to, and their teams get to be dominant at times because they mitigated a weakness. And I think that stuff is going to help make Luca a lot better, or at least it'll help the Mavs win games. Um, you don't, and, you don't get a solve for them. It's yeah, like, okay, exactly. you got better, but. It's not a top five thing you talk about anymore. Right. And that's right. like with Luca, where I'm like, his athleticism is not a top five thing that I'm talking yeah. about right now. It's not going to become one. No. But it uh, doesn't mean he's not working on that. Right. You know? Um, and then just like everything. I mean, like, his shot's probably going to get better. You know? The the three-point line is is further away. And, like, that obviously he's got range now. But there's something to, like, repetition of you're taking – a lot more shots from that range than you were when you were playing overseas. You're taking them like, like in practice when, when he's shooting threes, when he was 18, he was shooting them from, he was shooting them from that three point line or whatever it might be. Um, You know, all sorts of stuff and just the speed that you have to play at the like, but I think a lot of why he's so good now, and this is like what I wrote about a little bit is that like, he doesn't feel like 
a lot of his moves, like it doesn't matter who the competition is. It's I'm just going to do this thing, and the competition could be twice as good as an NBA player. It just this move just works. So I could play against a high school or a European player, a college player, NBA player. Like when I do these three things consecutively, the the thing that happens is the ball goes in the basket. Yeah. So here's an example of that. The other day in Houston, it's a fast break. Luke is bringing it up down the left hand side of the floor, and he just kind of. You know, throughout the year, he's shown that he can step into the pull-up three on the break and make it. So now, all of a sudden, defenses are starting to adjust to that. So Luca sort of stutter steps at the three-point line, and James Ennis kind of he sort of like, I don't know, do I need to contest the shot? Do I need to close out on you, or do I need to keep backing up? And that that little that one step was all it took Luca to get sure. around him. And there's no other. I mean, Luca's never going to beat James Ennis in a sprint, right? Yeah. In a race, right? But he's able to do kind of like a little quick shuffle hesitation move, get around him, and he laid it in. And the only reason that he almost missed it is because Clint Capella fouled the crap (laughs) out of him, and otherwise it's just a dunk. And I think that's like – that kind of thing is why he's so good now because, like, I mean, I don't don't watch a lot. I don't watch European basketball. But, you know, I don't think his lack of athleticism in the NBA compared to a lot of NBA players isn't just, like, because of the jump. There were probably – a lot of people in the European League that were more athletic than him. So he learned those things. Like at, he, he was already learning, like, the move is more important. Like, the, the decision-making of what things to do in what order is more important than, like, the speed. Or that you can at least compensate for the speed or how high you're jumping when you're doing it or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and this could be this could be kind of like me buying into the Luca love fest a little bit too much. But, yeah, I, what you just talked about, it kind of reminds me of early, I mean, we're still early, but at any, a lot of points, it was like he would do something, every now and then you see him just do something kind of absurd, of like, he'll just dribble between his legs like three times, and then, and then like, like instead of just go straight to the basket on a like two-on-one or a two-on-two, he like dribbles like he's like getting ready to cross someone over, or he's getting ready to step back. And then he's going to do something, and then he dribbles behind his back to go to the basket. And sometimes it just doesn't work, and so he just has to pull back out. And you kind of think that was a silly thing that like a ninth grader does. When he's like, <laughs> look how <laughs> look how good I am. Like, I dribble between both legs. And yeah. but then you think about it, and like he does a lot of heat check stuff. That's kind of like I need the defenders to know that I can do this because I want them to expect it mm-hmm. uh because a lot of his game is like based on like they have to commit to like, he's about to take the step back and then he dribbles behind his back and goes to the basket or he always dribbles behind his back here and then he can dribble to his right and you know uh and pass it off or like a lot of those things are like it does seem like he's he's so confident and a lot of it is just like well like i like i have a i have so many options here I'm going to show you all of them so that you really have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's pretty nuts. He's he's good, guys. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, really good. Pretty, good, pretty good basketball player. And all of his, uh, I guess, savvier chops or whatever you want to call it, just experience, whatever fancy word we make up for um, experience and effective uh, experience is all, like, actionable. Right. He's never, like, doing anything usually just to do it. It's, okay, I'm going to start shooting this step back three. Mm-hmm. Because I want you on your toes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whenever I do get a little faster, like, you're going to see why I want you on your toes. And already, like, his first step's still good. Like, he still gets around people. And I'm like, how 
Like, I watch him run, and I watch him like, go after <laughs> a fa- uh, loose ball or something, and I'm like, okay, that guy's not that fast. He's deliberate, but, Yes, very deliberate. He gets people on his hip, and he's strong enough and super balanced. That's mm-hmm. the thing I've noticed. Like, since the first time I watched him, I'm like, okay, you can launch off left, left foot, right foot, balance yourself in the lane, get where you want to be, but all of it's actionable. Yeah. All of it's for intent of I'm scoring this basketball. Mm-hmm. And it's very impressive to see. And uh, one of the things that is already probably the most impressive thing to me, my favorite thing about him is – Okay, one thing, he does the same kind of game script every game. Like, he's going to do the same stuff. He's going to fill you out the same way. Yeah, it's true. He's going to try and prod in the pick and roll. He's going to shoot the threes. Like, the, he's, a, he's, a, he's a technician. Yeah, the pull-up transition yes. three. It's all going to happen every game. There's no wavering in his game. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that's from the coaching staff or if that's just in his head. This is what I do. These are the eight things I do. I'm doing every single game. Yeah. Um, it might be a coaching thing because he does it consistently well, even if it's a coaching thing it requires so much swag I yes mean, so, like this guy mm. is like i was uh uh i was just talking to jonathan chark so i assume is a friend of the pod yeah uh, he's been on and no we he, hate him <laughs> the worst he uh we were talking about like like he does have this sense of like i'm like i well what i said to, to charks was like, I think that he thinks the, the only player he would admit that is better than him is LeBron. Yeah. And then when he sees, like, maybe not, I'm not saying, like, in his downtime, but when he's on the court, mm-hmm. he, uh, it's like he sees everybody else on the court and, like, come on, get out of here with these guys. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I can do, and then, but uh, Charge's response was, like, he, he thinks he can take LeBron. Like, he, like, when the way he plays is kind of, like, there's not, like, I know what I want to do and I'll do it. You know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to stop my transition pull-up three? Like that, And like you said, like the Warriors game, mm-hmm. he opened with two transition threes, basically. And uh, it was just like a tone setter yeah. of like, all right, let's start off with this. Mm-hmm. It, you guys are already down six points. And, uh, you know, I'll give you the rest as the game goes. And yep. it's, it's crazy. Dude, if they don't, like, meet him half court or force the ball away from him yeah. early in the game – like, the first six minutes of Mavs games are the most fun freaking thing in the NBA right Especially now. Especially that oh, yeah. Boston game, dude. Yes. That was... W- dude, when, he's, when they're not trapping him or forcing the ball to go somewhere else, which mm-hmm. is, you know, you're either creating a four-on-four situation, which I think defensively you'd never want. Mm-hmm. One fewer defender just on the court in general. Or, um, you know, if they're trapping him, then it's automatic, you know, advantage for the offense. And a defense would never want to do that either. But the first six minutes of a game if they're not forcing the ball away from him, is the most fun thing. Oh, yeah. And, and some teams have done it. Some teams have forced it out of his hands, and we've still had good first quarters. Um, and we can still get in a rhythm, and Dennis can still do his pick-and-roll thing and make it work. But, dude, it is so freaking fun for, like, 15 minutes yeah, off the top of a game. Well, because, I mean, I think it's – I mean, I'm reading in. Just, <clears throat> I don't know what I'm talking about, but I, I think a lot of te- like teams come in assuming – like. I think teams are – they can watch him on film and then they're surprised how good he is. Oh, yeah. He, coaches are too. You know, it's like, okay, we are going to have to treat this guy like yeah. we would treat the better players we yeah. play in this league. But I'm, you watch him and you're like, he won't hit that against me. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, they they underestimated him and then mm-hmm. and then you underestimate him. You know, yeah. it's uh, – but honestly, like, those, those, minute, those minutes you're talking about are probably the most fun. Mm-hmm. But then when there is that adjustment, like, at least lately, uh, I mean, you really got to credit – 
the rest of the Mavs and the in that like when he does get trapped, there is like a general uh you know, they know what to do out of a double team if you get a double team a rookie, mm-hmm. like the these the rest of the guys already know how to play together. Yeah, th- th- it's not like you're, you know, and I mean, like, you would expect that from, like, you double team. If he is passive, a double team is to Devin Harris. <clears throat> you expect him to, like, whip it right to the next open guy. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, honestly, like, a guy like Dennis has been doing a really good job of that. Like, the guy, that guy is, like, a rookie who's, or not, a second year player who's, like, learning a lot on the fly. I mean, it's really easy. I think we've all kind of been that, like, you get, like, playing pickup basketball where like, you get the ball and you're open, like, 30 feet from the basket. So it's like, I'll just I'll just dribble straight to the – you just kind of dribble into nonsense because yeah. you're like, I have to do something. Yeah. I mean, like, but you got you to gotta make the quick pass, make the quick decision. And, uh, you know, it's because it hasn't been effective really mm-hmm. when they've double teamed. Obviously at times, but, like, lately there hasn't really been, like – an antidote to stopping Luca when he's hot. Yeah, like when they force the action and force him to make a decision or, okay, I'd rather you play with Dennis and DeAndre and the rest of the guys on the team. I feel like Houston tried to do that. Houston does a lot of dumb stuff a lot of the time like defensively <laughs> Yeah, where I feel like they're just so impatient on defense because they can't wait to get back on offense that they, yeah, they just no, make sure. you make a decision. And if you make the right decision, it's not that difficult. It's like, okay, you make this 60% of the time, you're going to score. And I felt like it was letting Capella chase Luca around right. for possessions at a time. And I'm like, okay, this is the test, guys. If you cut them up with Capella chasing Luca around, yeah. they're going to stop doing it. Exactly. Number one, and you're going to get a layup every time. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is prove four straight possessions that you can do it. And once they're doing that kind of stuff, like – you know that stuff can work. Those mm-hmm. kind of adjustments can can win games and and stop it. But like, that, that's what not what teams want to do. They're, like they yeah. don't want to be like, all right, we'll have our center guard him. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the kind of adjustments they had to make at times against like the Warriors. Yeah. And then and then at points the adjustment was like, well then let's just not play Capella. And like those yeah. kind of things start happening. And I mean, yeah, those that those are adjustments from playing like arguably the best team in NBA history. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like. It, we're we are really like <laughs> setting up Luca to just go on a real cold streak the way we're talking. <laughs> but I mean, like, the, like it's. I don't mean to like make those comparisons. Like, yeah, I mean, he's man, the guy's as good as Durant, obviously. It's just, but it's just like it's so crazy that like that we, you talk about these kind of adjustments. You talk about the tone he sets. You talk about the impact he has, and it's just like it was 20, 20 games, mm-hmm. and he's just doing it. Like, he he just like started. Like, he came into the league and just started doing yeah. it. Uh, the one thing that I say about Steph all the time is that his threes feel like they're like seven pointers, <laughs> you know, because when he makes one, it's like almost an automatic timeout, right? Yeah. But Steph usually explodes in bursts. In bursts that come after halftime, like uh, third quarter, yeah. fourth quarter. That's whenever he really like sticks the dagger in your heart. And luckily, they got Thompson and Durant and Draymond Green and Boogie Cousins and yeah. Andre Iguodala for the other three quarters. So you know, I feel bad for them. Luca. I mean, you were talking about the, some of the adjustments that Houston was making. In the first quarter, he hit a, a BS shot right in front of the yeah. Mavs bench mm-hmm. with, you know, 1.1 seconds left on the shot clock. And they had the clamps on him. I mean, it was Ennis yeah. or one of those guys. And then it, the was next, Harden. Uh, it was Harden. And then the next – I think it was the next time down the floor, Ennis shot was on him. the same spot. And there was – Luca was not under duress. And he yeah. just casually, again, took the same exact step back from the corner. 
And those shots are just like they're backbreakers because yeah. you want to, you're going to live with them if you're the defense. But Luca casually makes them, and he makes a 40 footer at the half. But those shots are the kind that a typical player will take after they've already made five in a row. Yeah, but like that was Luca's first shot of the game. It's, yeah, <laughs> it is true. Like he doesn't. I mean, it's tough because it's like that sort of distinction of like he's not forcing shots and it's like well he is he's just making them you know it's mm-hmm. like but if if he if he never misses them you never have to call him forcing them you know what i mean i mean like, he, he did miss some that air ball against the celtics yeah. was awful and mm-hmm. he got benched after that but that was kind of a the celtics were starting to take over the game sort mm-hmm. of symptom but i mean if you're if you're coming into the game thinking that you'll just be able to play luka one on one then you're you're probably going to Look up, and he's going to have 17 points at halftime. Yeah, and I mean, this is this is like partial. The fact that I have to ask it is is like kind of like a statement. But I but I actually am curious, like from you guys, like you know, when he's out there as a rookie, it doesn't seem like it's like like whether it's his playing or the way Carlisle's you know is treating him. Like what like what is he learning out? Like what does he need to learn? You know what I mean? He's 19, but it's like not. It doesn't seem like there's like Oh yeah, he needs to really stop doing that, or or he needs to know to do this in this situation. Uh, yeah, there aren't a lot of examples of that. One like. thing that he did, I think it was against Boston, maybe, uh, or I, I mean, they've they've had this run of home games. It was one of the. It might have even been Brooklyn. I don't know, but there was one point where it was in the fourth quarter, and uh, they were. I think Finney Smith had a point guard switched onto him or something. And generally, whenever that happens, they just automatically post up whoever it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luca had the ball. And just waved Finney off. I was like, "No, nah, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, nah, we're not doing that. We're not doing, get yeah. out of my way." And he took the shot. Mm-hmm. And that sort of thing is for him to have already picked the, the up not only the confidence but also just the wherewithal to be able to say, "Like, yes, this is my team." Eighteen games in his career is an improvement because in game one he wasn't doing it. Yeah, uh, he was the focal point of the offense against Minnesota in the home opener, but that was by design. That wasn't by him just already declaring yeah. it. So that's one leap that he's already taken and usually it takes guys to like year five to do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i think other things that he can learn is sometimes he does just trick too many seconds off the bo- off the clock yeah yep. you know uh, he'll go between the legs seven times so just go between the legs four times mm-hmm. but again that's it's like you're you're picking nits at that point because he he makes these step backs 35 percent of the time so when he misses them you're thinking what are you doing you idiot yeah but then when he makes them you're like it's okay well, what well, makes you know. him so much fun yeah he's uh, yeah. like he's like steph steph takes a bunch of stupid shots right why well, I think one thing about that, like, drilling between the leg thing and, like, t- letting the shot clock tick like that is, like, the one of the reason that he can't do that so much is because he's not that fast. And I think mm-hmm. he needs – because, like, you know who can do that is Berea. Like, he can do that because it's almost to his advantage because, if, especially if he's got, like, a slow def- – or a big man on him, the defender starts to think, all right, he has to take the three now. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's past him because he, he doesn't need – two seconds to get mm. there and so but Luca is you know he's not blowing by dude so if there's like six seconds left in the shot clock you're like oh crap yeah <laughs> we, 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 we have passed the like yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's there's one option for you now yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't internally I don't know if there's anything that he needs to work on yeah um or anything that any other human could teach him right that he already doesn't know that okay yeah I know I need to do that just refinement basically. I think it I think it's just learning the characteristics of the other guys on the team where they want the ball yeah. you know i think he's got he's he's adjusted to west like pretty quick 
because Wes is just where he's Wes is. Be. Yeah, he he knows when to hit Wes with the ball. Yeah, he knows. And Barnes too. And Barnes, they got a good thing going. And those guys are pretty interchangeable. They're pretty, yeah. you know, classic mold. I come off a screen when my hips are square to you. Give me the ball then, and then I'm going to shoot it. And uh, the Boston game was whenever he was diamond up Barnes and Wes just mm-hmm. pretty consistently along the three point line. And uh, so that's one thing. Maybe like where DeAndre wants the ball. Or whoever yeah. the next center is, if it's DeAndre next year, then sure, let's let's figure out that chemistry. But whatever, whoever the big man he's playing with, and not getting Dennis laid out in transition all yeah. the time, they, these guys, uh, it's making me nervous. Yeah, and then I think Dennis is figuring out how to get the most out of Dennis. Like it feels yeah. weird saying the 19-year-old needs to figure out how the second-year player, but honestly, that's kind of how to get the most out of Dennis. Yeah, um, and I know there's probably been more talk about their you know, their relationship and their impact on each other uh, and the dynamic they have than any other two players in this team. But it's important to me from that angle. It's not important to me from, like, personality-wise or these guys don't like each other, they don't get along, or he's taking his possessions. That stuff's stupid to me. Um, but the the figuring out how to get the most out of Dennis is very important to me. Definitely. Because Luca's more like the traditional point guard the guy that sets other people's up, other people up, and dimes people up on the three-point line than Dennis is, and Dennis is more like the position that Luca's list, listed as, as mm-hmm. like a two guard, as like a Monte type, and so you got to figure out how to get Dennis constantly engaged because you saw in the Houston game, whenever he's engaged and it's oh, yeah. very simple, catch and shoots or drive right at the basket, you know, freeze people and get to the rim, then he stays locked in defensively, and he can be that kind of backbreaker of like, mm-hmm. you know. Like when he's when he's not shooting a ton and he's being efficient. I mean, this is the case with every player, but it's like it's this like dimension that you of the team that you don't expect. Of like, yeah, you know, he's only shot he shoot try the ball seven times that half, and he's mm. got thirteen points. You know, um, yeah. And Dennis and, was getting deflections, yeah. and dude, he was a he was a nuisance uh, against yeah. Houston yeah. on whatever it was Wednesday night. Like he was very very good. Yeah. Creating, you know, uh, defensive events, tipping balls away, yeah. blocking people. Like, yeah, that's he, a Dennis Smith where I was like, okay, he feels some pressure off of him mm-hmm. in terms of I don't have to distribute and manufacture every single point at at this yeah. time of the season. Luca's got this part. So I can, you know, I can exert my energy in these little finite areas. And, you, and you know, his his shots, you know, well, you can't guarantee this but his shot his three-point shot's probably only going to just improve gradually yeah. he's gonna and ideally he becomes i mean i i kind of like think when he's playing good defense like that i kind of think like uh and this, this sounds like a backhanded compliment but like like imagine if mario chalmers were crazy athletic yeah in in that role he played with miami mm-hmm. where it's like get ready because you're gonna shoot yeah but then imagine if he could also pump fake and dunk on people because like chalmers was an important that team was so good defensively mm-hmm. and it was important to have a defensive point guard like Dennis can be a defensive point guard he his shot is like like promising I think I mean uh he's 40 percent this year yeah. which is you know maybe not gonna stay the same but he is for now yeah yeah and and he's got like Chalmers did uh a guy that'll like you can get open shots if if Luca keeps playing this way and, and you have other good players around him um mm-hmm. you know like that uh, but he's also just a freak athlete, so there's there's a much higher potential for that. Something guy. interesting about Dennis, um, I guess probably last five games or so, 
um, where he's – so he, he played with the injured wrist in one game, missed a game, and then he played uh, Houston was his return game. So probably last three, four. He doesn't have to focus on as much as he used to. I feel like last year was – okay, it's fun to go in there and be like, I'm the starting point guard. I get to – my, you know, my impression is going to be on every single possession that we're bringing up the ball. Like, if we score, it's usually going to be because something I did. But that kind of sounds like hell on a bad team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're, you can make the right pass and the ball doesn't go in. You're like, okay, whatever. Um, but he only has to focus on these certain areas. Like, he doesn't have to get buckets if we yeah. don't need buckets that night. If there are better, you know, mismatches, other places. He's he's playing simpler. Definitely. Houston was. That's what I felt like in Houston. And I've said this about Dennis for a while, that if he was like a touch less athletic, he might be a more well-rounded player at this point because he's always been, you know, jump over people guy. If you had to develop an in-between game, what would you be right now? And I feel like with his wrist injury, like that one game uh, before the Boston game, like Brooklyn Brooklyn game, he didn't shoot. Like he just drove with the basket. I think he took one three because his wrist is hurt. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? I can still play. I can still be a good defender, and I'm just going straight to the basket. There's yeah. no – I'm not hiding any of it. I got a – you know, I got this um, wristband on because it's clearly bothering me, and you know what? I'm going to simplify my game. Yeah. They don't need anything else from me, and I feel like that's that's kind of the future of him. Yeah, um, And you, you, can get, you can get a lot of highlights out of that role, too. Yeah. You know, um, like that's I, – and I think he'll – as they win more games, he can buy into that mm-hmm. kind of role a lot easier because it's like you don't necessarily end up on Sports Center any less yeah. when it, it just being in a divine right. role. It does require a certain mentality, though, because it's it's very selfless to just sprint like 100 percent of the time. You mm-hmm. know, it's not a very glamorous thing to do. And I think like when we talk about Luca, we talk about like his mental approach and the way that he's able to see the game, and like he's so mm-hmm. skilled. And then you talk about Dennis, and you're like, well, yeah, Dennis is just a really good athlete. <laughs> but, like, he, there's a lot more to his yeah. game, obviously. I mean, he, oh, can, he can find shooters in the corner like crazy, yeah. and he made a couple really nice passes in, uh, against Houston. But his, it, it takes a very strong-willed person to just constantly and relentlessly drive the lane yes. and just sprint off of every missed shot and every turnover to dive on the floor, to chase guys down, that block. Like, mm-hmm. that, it takes a very sort of disciplined approach to know that you're going to run probably three and a half miles in this game at a full sprint and you might get five shots. Right. Yeah. And, and it, it's usually not lottery players who become right. that no, no, in the no, first no, couple yeah. years. It's because, like you were saying, just that, that sense of, like, really because I've been dunking on people since I was 12. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, why would I be on the ground when I could be in the air, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he does have that, him and Luca, which I kind of love because they're 1920s. They have this, like have that like young kind of like innocent cockiness hmm. like like they it's don't not have... annoying like the sixers no i mean <laughs> well it's not like yeah it's not like they it's not like they have any interest in like telling you they're hockey. it's not like they're like they don't care if you think they're the best but it's like when like, you can just see the way they like, walk. like you guys are around like them more than i but it's just the sense of like yeah obviously i'm good yeah it really is. Oh, and, and Dennis is too. You know, developing the more skilled areas of this game. Shooting. Yeah, and then uh, the stuff they're asking him to do now is not like, okay, go make a poster. It's mm-hmm. bring the ball up fast. Yeah, it's 
it's put your I- head identify down. when they don't have a wall. If the defense yeah. is, does not have a wall built in transition, then mm-hmm. you are going to go blow right through them and, and get a get a dunk mm-hmm. or get a three. Yeah, and sometimes that does meet this Venn diagram of, okay, this is a superstar play that you just made. This is fun. A couple of them against Houston. Yeah, but a lot of the times it's, you know, it's grunt work. It's sprinting into the void for no reason, just getting the ball across half quarterly. Um, and it's it's akin to a lot of what teams that have heavy minute centers ask them to do. It's, you know, it's boxing out. It's setting good screens. It's stuff that isn't super fun. But if if you can make the connection between this and winning basketball, then you can buy in. Well, Dennis, too, like if you watch any time Dorian does something good, if whether it's making a shot or dunking or just like oh, he's so proud of that getting dude. a stop on defense. <laughs> Dennis is like standing up on the bench yeah. and just like after Dorian had that putback dunk against uh, Utah, yeah. Yeah. Dennis like almost ran over Rick. Dude, on I thought the he was gonna get teed up. He yeah, ran. he was he was about to run on the floor and like yeah. go chest bump him, and the, the game is still going yeah. on. Well, Bray yeah. gave up a basket. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> gave up a basket. Yeah. yeah, and so it's just like Dennis really does enjoy. He takes joy in the success yeah. of his friends. Mm-hmm. And Dorian is obviously – they're very close, and he's very close to Luca too. So, like, yeah. just that aspect of his personality of I'm watching my my, my friends, my brothers do mm-hmm. good stuff. Like, yeah. I'm so proud of their success. It's very wholesome. But it also lends itself to the type of player that will give himself up to set them yeah. up yeah. to well, succeed. I mean, yeah. if, like, like, roles always work if the roles are fun. Yeah. You know, like, if – like, that sounds like it's like we're talking about, like – kids and obviously Dennis is a kid but it, 30 year old players 35 like like if, if they're having fun in their role then that's the role they want to be you know mm-hmm. there's a, I, obviously there's like an alpha aspect of professional sports but like I mean like I don't think any player I, I think very few players are more concerned with like their stats or their or how they're perceived than more concerned about that than if they're having fun when they play, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that does like, you look at like decisions that like, like Durant, like, like he did, like, I, I told, it's fair to criticize him if you want, I guess. But like, I think he did just go there. Cause it, he was like, that's going to be fun to play. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not even saying like in comparison to Westbrook of just like, yeah, shooting a million threes with these guys and the ball flowing is going to be fun. I'll do that. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean like if Dennis is doing all these things, they're winning his, like he's seeing the best out of his teammates that he enjoys, and he's getting to make plays too. Like just as a product of it, then like, like that. I think in a weird way, it, it'll just speed up his development. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I can't wait until everybody that watches the Mavs and Mavs fans everywhere get to spend a little bit more time with Dennis. Yeah, because everyone assumes he's kind of mercurial. Yeah, that he's kind of uh, you know Steve Francis, <laughs> Allen Iverson say, Francis. type dude. You know what I mean? Everyone everyone assumes that because that was the comp whenever he came yeah. in. And, and he, I mean, he, it, it, whenever he's on the floor, he does look like that. He, yeah, yeah, he has he has a game face. Like yeah. he has a scowl. He will bark at a ref if he's not getting a call. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll get a, down on himself. Exception at Kyrie, if Kyrie's just like <coughs> yeah. happens to bump into him, he'll be able to turn yeah. around. Yeah, and he's not trying to hear mentorship from opponents. Right. <laughs> like Durant yeah. is telling him, yeah. like, hey, man, you need to. And he's just like, I'm yeah. sorry, are you yeah. talking to me? <laughs> All right, he'll he'll get down on himself too. And just, you know, he has a personality on the court, which I don't feel like is – in my one-on-one interactions with him, I don't feel like that's him at all. I feel like he's a completely different person. Like, nicest dude, big smile, joke with you. Even in, like, you know, group settings of, um, you know, after practice, whenever he's the guy talking uh, up against the, you know, the backdrop, I feel like he's kind of closed off. He's kind of protected. 
Mm-hmm. He's kind of reserved, not going to give you a long-winded answer. I'm going to give you five words here and keep it moving. But whenever you get him one-on-one, like, he's super engaging. Like, he'll talk to you until you're, like, done with your questions. He's yeah. just – he'll give you a talk well, for two minutes. And he doesn't have that, like, that bad quote that people run no. run with. Like, you know, I mean, he's only been in the league a year or so, but, mm-hmm. like, we – you know – he is one of those players, and I don't know if it's like you said, like the Steve Francis. Like mm-hmm. people are, people are like waiting for that. Not they're not consciously yeah. waiting, but like if he did like slip up and just say something kind of dumb, and like it was a headline for five days, people would act like that was the fifth time or something. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, but it's like this guy's yeah. he's a team player, and yeah. he's just learning. You know, um, and when he had three really bad years in a row, tears his ACL, so miss a senior year go to NC State and lose, like, almost every night, and then yeah. come to the NBA on a team that is, you know, kind of intentionally playing that's, really young. That's yeah. part of the narrative. That's the, that's the PC way to put it. That's but. part of the <laughs> bad narrative that's been built, too, is, okay, lost at NC State, probably not a team guy, you know, ball hog, well, can't get along with the coach. Coach got fired. I'm like, have you seen Ben Simmons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I introduce yeah. you to Ben Simmons? Why does everybody think Ben Simmons is the happiest yeah. go lucky guy on earth? Yeah. Same exact scenario. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, Ben Simmons has TV shows now, and Joel Embiid is like creeping on Rihanna for years. And yeah. we just think it's we think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's hilarious. Like, That's like, kind of uh, harassment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, but uh, yeah, it's just very selective. But yeah, Dennis doesn't like exude a lot of joy, mm-hmm. but he has a lot of fun whenever other people on the team do cool stuff. Like yeah. whenever Luca made that three against Houston, he. Dennis jumped like five feet in the yeah. air to do the little mm. yeah. side bump thingy. You know, I mean, they're just – they're having a lot of fun. And in two years and three years and four years, whenever they're up for extensions and the money is different and all of this stuff is happening and there's expectations and they've been to the playoffs a couple times, maybe he'll show more joy or maybe things might change, you know. Yeah. But they're young and innocent right now and it's fun. Yeah. So it's mm. Why are – like, I don't know. I feel like uh, – Whenever you have two alphas on the team, there's inevitably going to be some tension at some point. But it's like we're skipping so many steps to yeah. just get there now. They're it's kids. The, like it's in the ten, NBA. In ten years, they might hate each other, but I doubt it because these are two good guys. They like each other. Yeah. It's the NBA. I feel like they're twelve guys that think they're alphas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no kidding. Out man. there, yeah, like, and just exactly. making that work is obviously why head coaches get paid so much. But yeah. I guess to wrap up the Dennis thing and shift back some Luca numbers, uh, if there was a guy in that locker room that I had to call. If I had all their phone numbers and I'm straight on the side of the road, I think Dennis is the most likely really? to come help me. Yeah. Yeah. Not that he's Shots fired. not that, not right. that he's like as a better character than the rest of the dudes. He just knows me. I know him. I've spent more time with Dennis than I have any other dudes. But it'd be funny if like anecdotally, it's just like, like there's a, like a lot of like, of like, uh, Dorian Finney Smith, like checking his phone, yeah. seeing mics, and just like mm. putting it back. I'm down to the last 10 at Fortnite. Like, yeah. I can't yeah. really do yeah. it right now. Yeah, they're just throwing their phones <laughs> out of a moving car. Just keep nope. Passing the phone yeah. to Dennis. Uh-uh. Mike is texting, like, help Ryan. I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Broke off. I was like, I'm yeah. busy. You know? <laughs> um, all right, so to try and put some of the Luca stuff in context of what we're watching and what we've already kind of uh, accepted and um, folded into our pocket. And, okay, eh, 26 and 5, you know, whatever, 19 years old. Um, one of the My favorite thing that's happening right now is, number one, they're winning, and he's the best player on a winning team at 19 years old, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, but the thing that he's doing on the court, the actual thing is every – 
it's it's like whenever Dirk started reaching his superpowers, where every possession in which he touches the ball is a positive possession. Mm-hmm. Every every time down the court where he leaves his imprint on uh, what's going on in this twenty four seconds is positive, mm-hmm. and he can bail out bad possessions if we run a play for primary action doesn't work. If uh, you know you swing the ball and the shot's not there, okay, there's seven seconds left. Here you go, Luca. Yeah. Or if you're going to run pick and roll with Luca, that's a positive play. If he's going to do a step back, that's a positive play. Those are all Dirk things. Yeah. And why Dirk is the ultimate cheat code. Like, maybe in the history of the NBA, besides guys that create their own shot, he just – a look of him shooting over somebody, even if it's 25 feet away and the guy's right up on him, is still a good offensive possession. Yeah. And no, Luca's already doing that. It, yeah, there was a reason why, like, teams made it as hard as they could to not even let Dirk touch the ball inside mm-hmm. the three-point line. Because, uh, like, once he just had it, yeah. it was kind of like, all right, the percentage chances of a basket are already 10% higher than they were one second ago. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and but the cool thing, too, with, I mean, obviously Dirk had a million moves, uh, but with Luka, yeah, like you're saying, like, he can get the rebound. And and you're already like okay perfect uh and like, <laughs> like all right good start um, okay. and then it really is like you have no idea what he's gonna do yeah and you're just kind of confident that he's gonna make a solid pass get to the basket or make a jump shot and like mm. and he and he's already you know we've said it in like twenty different ways but he's already done so he's shown so much he's showcased so much that like you just like when he takes a jump shot and misses it you don't sweat it. At all, like, uh, not, no. I'm not even saying like for just, like the way you look at him. You're just thinking like, okay, well that was a good shot though. That's fine. Yeah, like it, does, it probably, doesn't hurt, and it might not have even been. A, it was like a yeah. step back, but no, okay, like that's fine. I like yeah. I like it when he does that. That's right. cool. <laughs> none of it, none of it <laughs> yeah. stings. Yeah, none of it, none of it hurts your confidence. Exactly. Like, like you just like we were talking with Dennis. We're probably harder on Dennis mm-hmm. if he like he he will take a maybe not yeah, the like, best shot in the world that he yeah. is capable of. And I'm just like, dude, that's a bad look. You should know that's a yeah. bad look, Dennis. Let's get Brunson in there. Yeah, right. Four years ago, yeah. he knew he knew he yeah. was the right thing to do, but like, right. uh, and that's probably not fair to Dennis. But yeah, with Luca, it's just like, yeah. all right. I mean, just yeah, you do that next time. That's fine. Yeah, and if we weren't winning as much as we were right now, it might be a yeah. little bit more of an issue to look at the turnover percentage and go, "Hey, okay, so we still turn the ball over more than any other team. That's weird, right?" But then you're playing a 19 and 21 year old as your first and maybe second best player on a lot of nights. Yeah. But the thing that people never, like, keeps researching whenever they go, well, you know, they're starting young guys. Well, DeAndre turns the ball over a ton, yeah. too. And that hurts your overall turnover percentage, your turnovers per game. West Luckily, West. those are deep ones that don't mm-hmm. aren't backcourt, you know, going the other way automatic two points. But it's uh, – uh, Some of them are. I mean, like the, the bounce passes to the yeah. cutters and stuff. Yeah. If you intercept that and your center's high and your, your guards are low, you're done. Yeah. yeah. But – a lot of them are just DeAndre losing the handle on the ball. Yeah, but they, I mean, they, they're center. playing through him way less now. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I wonder if like if you set an illegal screen, if that counts as turno- against your turnover rate or like I would I assume it does. Maybe, but uh, that could be why because he's getting popped for those. But the way they've uh-huh. adjusted is just have him seal guys down low. Like, don't mm. just skip the screen. Just yeah. let them ISO and then give right. it to DeAndre. If they yeah, switch. it is kind of like yeah, giving it to him to face up when you have other options it doesn't yeah. make sense but how do you guys feel about like because uh, I wouldn't know the numbers or anything like when he does seal those guys and then there's just that quick bounce pass to him mm-hmm. like 
uh, it doesn't. <laughs> it usually is just like a guy like it seems like just sloppily like I have the ball, I'm deep, and you just put it. In. And like when he misses, it's really frustrating. Um, like is that like you guys feel good about that as just being a option they turn it over a lot trying to get it to him yeah too. and you know yeah. they gotta they have some guys that gotta work on their entry passes yeah. a little bit that's a that's a lost art in this league uh, luke is really good at them pretty Tennessee good against houston they, like they he would get posted and they would at least make a good pass whether or not he would uh, they turn it over three times in a row to start the game yeah whether or not he would corral it and like get it to here and then get it up and where he could lay it in was, like, a different story. But I feel like a lot of more good passes where I'm like, okay, hit yeah. both your hands. Yeah, I mean, and he draws a lot of fouls doing it, too. That's true. Uh, that seems like the most common, like, positive result. Yeah, is and just sometimes he's able to seal him and get the dunk. I mean, yeah. he's had a couple of reverses where he just, like, yeah. catches it and is like, yeah. He's uh, aware of where he is. and just yeah. That's what I But they've like been doing <laughs> it for, like, five days. Mind. And really, I mean, if you <laughs> – I, I am no Clippers expert or anything, but I would be shocked if the Clippers ever did that with him more than like once right. a game for the first ten years Which of his career. So it's kind of a new process for everybody. Yeah, it seems crazy because it seems like the type of thing you could do with have Blake being throwing the entry pass yeah. to him. It would have made a lot of sense. Yeah, but just, him. It was a different time. Yeah. Teams weren't switching, so it was easier to just cause yeah. chaos and pick and roll. And True. Yeah. All right. So some Luca numbers through nineteen games, right? Ten and nine. Uh, nineteen games for the nineteen-year-old. 33 minutes a game. That's in the 90th percentile. 6.7 field goals made per game. That's in the 90th percentile. That's all he makes? 6.7, yeah. Wow. 14.6 uh, field goal attempts per game. 90th percentile. 14.6. Uh, field goal percentage is only 58 per t- 58th percentile. Three-pointers made a game. Two and a half. 95th percentile in the league. Three-point attempts, 6.2, 93rd percentile in the league. Three-point percentage is 39.8. That is in the 80th percentile in basketball. Uh, and if you sort it by attempts, it's probably way higher, too. Yeah. Uh, free throw attempts per game, 4.1. That is in the 88th percentile in basketball. Uh, rebounds, 6.5 a game. That's in the 87th percentile. <laughs> 4.2 assists per game. That's in the 89th percentile. One steal a game, 77th percentile. Block numbers aren't impressive. Turnovers aren't impressive. 19.1 points per game, 93rd percentile in the freaking league amongst all players. Um, Looking at – so I'm kind of obsessed with uh, second spectrum right now, Uh, quantitative shot quality um, as it compares to, like, effective field goal percentage. And uh, it's called a quantified shooter impact. Okay. So – Okay, you shot it from here. That's a 40% shot. <laughs> I just pointed it. You, 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 yeah. you, I mean, yeah. you, you just yeah. pointed it and I looked. Yeah, you're, you're like, I'm shooting from here, huh? <laughs> from right there. Yeah, right there. <laughs> That's a 40% look, Because right? I'm, like, nervous trying to understand the stat. Yeah. Okay, all right. Next so to the chair. So it basically measures. What they do is they trace the entire game with, like, little dots of players and each place on, according to wherever your defender is. Like, I watched, like, one of their um, – I watched the Houston game on their, like, little diagram thing where they trace the player, they trace where the defender is, okay. and the number is constantly moving on what kind of EFG you should have from this spot. Okay. Uh, so every shot gets labeled as, yeah. okay, that's a 40% uh, effective full goal percentage shot. Like le- based on league averages? Or yes. Or based on your, what yours? League a- I okay. think it's league averages and then distance between defenders. Okay. Um, and so obviously the best is Curry. I think he's like plus 15. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he outperforms his shot quality by 15% effective field goal percentage, which is just nuts. Yeah. But he shoots from – he shoots a lot that are like 30% EFG because they're 35 feet away from the basket. So that's uh, long and short tutorial of effective – or uh, quantitative shot quality. So who Luca compares the closest to – so he's 53rd overall among all NBA players that have even shot one shot this so year. So the difference between his actual effective and his quality is 53rd best in the league. Yeah, so he's a plus 4.9. Okay. So just being a plus for a guy that shoots the kind of shots that he is is insane. Um, it just means you're a shot maker. Yeah. You're, you're a bad shot maker. <laughs> um, so the guy he compares the most to, most closely, in terms of shots per game, um, EFG, and quantitative, is Nikola Miritich. Okay. Wow. Who is 27 years old and is playing his fifth year in the NBA after yeah. playing, what, five years and in Europe. And basically, he shoots threes, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of – And he's playing off Anthony Davis, so it's a little bit of like – Yes. Bit, like, like selectively, even if they're, you know, with a guy in their space, and it's like selectively, like, I play off of this pass out of right. that double team or whatever. Right. Completely different styles. Yeah. Um, but the shot total – the quant- the quality of the look and the EFG, the positive effect of plus 4.9, it's nice. basically his shot profile is closest to Miritich, who is 27. Yeah. Who's on his second team, who's played five years, and then played professionally in Europe. Our 19-year-old rookie plays exactly like that, Miritich. Well, that's a, <laughs> that's a good, like, um, I mean, and it just reminded me of the same team when I was like, yeah, who, like, like, who is the, he already better than? Mm-hmm. Who is he, like, going to be better than? And it's like, all right, well, 20 games and he's Miritich. Yeah. I, all right. Yeah. So 25 more games. Where is he going to be? Right. You know, I mean, maybe he's not going to be that much better. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, – I'll take that as a yeah. – If 20 games in the grand scheme of things, you can just say he's Miritich as a starting point, yes. basically. Yes. Um, and, I mean, a guy that's going to get make – Twenty million this off season, yeah, probably that guy's gonna get paid. Are there any? Are there any other like reasonably young players in that range? I mean, guys that are, I would imagine most rookies. I mean, like most rookies are gonna be way, way, way. Let me see if I can sort it by especially wing young. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just you know, you gotta you have to shoot three so well in order to rank well in that stat. Like Luca, for example, is. of all of the, of the of every player that takes at least four pull up shots per game, Lucas fourth in pull up EFG, mm-hmm. fourth in Who's the that's league. Crazy. Who's first in uh, Steph is number one. Obviously. Tobias Harris is number two. JJ Redick is number three. Then Luca. Luca's ahead of Kemba Walker, McCollum, uh, Middleton, Harden, James Griffin, Lowry, Chris Paul, Clay Thompson, Donovan Mitchell. Like, <laughs> obviously he's ahead of everybody because yeah. he's fourth. So he's he's ahead of everyone except for Steph, Tobias Harris, and JJ Redick. Mm. And um, so he's tied with Towns wow. in terms okay. of uh, shot making, basically. quantified shooter impact. Like, what do you do to the shots that you take? It's 51st, actually. He's uh, tied with uh, Ellen, Wayne Ellington, Carl Anthony Towns, and Meritich is right behind him. Kyle Lowry's right there. Um, many other names. Kawhi's actually below him. Wow. Uh, Gobert's below him somehow. I don't know how that works. Miss a couple uh, dunks and it's just yeah. Going, I mean, he just yeah, he just shoots seventy five percent on his seventy two percent looks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, De'Aaron Fox is below him. DeRozan's below him. Uh, McCollum's below him. Uh, Chris Paul, Kimber below him. 
Gallo, Devin Booker's way down here. Wow. Uh, Harden is only a plus 3.2, oddly enough. And only. I mean, Doncic is a plus 4.9. Still good, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was that was just some stuff to put into context of – because I feel like everyone's going, wow, Luka's good. And it's like, yeah, we told you he's going to be good. <laughs> like, what does exa- exactly mean? Oh, 90th percentile we're, we're player. We're holding our follow-through right now yeah. is basically what we're doing. Yeah, we're doing the Brea. I mean, those stats also just point to, like, the – so when you watched, like, like, I think, you know, we can, in retrospect – say that we were right in just like looking at his highlights mm-hmm. in the euros and just that he's going to be good that yeah. those are hard things to do you know that's just, he just looks good that's he looks good on film but then a lot of that was the step backs mm-hmm. and that is the thing of i really didn't think i, I thought that step backs were going to be like a yeah late in the shot clock he is capable of of doing that like that's good to be being good at it is good mm-hmm. but that's not like you can't I did just assume he was going to try that and get – I thought he would already have, like, someone swatting him, like, four times. <laughs> he already. does get blocked um, on drives. On drives, not yeah. Not on the perimeter. But the step backs is, like – that just seems like a that, – that is the only thing in his game where I, my head was, like, yeah, try doing that in the NBA, you know. And he just does it whenever he wants, you know. Uh, in the first when, quarter. When he, and when he misses, it doesn't seem like it's because the defender was – it was just, like, yeah, you can't make them all. Yeah. Uh, that like, it. I don't know what it is about his footwork that's le- allowing him to do that because he doesn't even have the threat of like a speedy blow by, you know, of like getting right by them. But it's I mean, his legs height, or his short height legs. helps. No, but yeah, yeah, he's got height, and he's. I mean, because whenever he's shooting above his head, you know, he's shooting it from right eight feet in the air, nine feet in the air at least. But uh, he changes direction very well. He has very. He generates a lot of power. Uh, and, and a lot of force with his step back, similar to James Harden. Yeah. Um, they have very uh, deceleration, just ability to change direction. So he's not the most, he's not the quickest, but uh, he's agile. He's like very powerfully agile in that he can, he can take one step, change speeds, and you will be totally out of place. Yeah, no, for sure. That makes sense. Um, all right, so he's the MVP of... The Mavs, Mavs season oh, the Mavs. through 19 games, through through the quarter, quarter mark. Um, <laughs> who would be second? Second MVP for the Mavs? Yeah. J.J. Barea. That, I mean, that was the first name I thought of, so I won't change it just to be <laughs> just to be, <laughs> just like to be weird. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Barnes has missed time. And, and like, I, it's tough because – they are better. There's no question. They are better for having DeAndre on their team. Mm, you know, absolutely. like like, yeah. like the the thing. But it's hard to call him like nearing the MVP of the team because it does feel like he he's capable of even more than he's doing. Um, you know, and he he, and not that this is his fault, but more than JJ, he's benefiting from Luca. Mm-hmm. Like JJ comes in plays without Luke like JJ's an essential thing you know to himself he comes in JJ could play with going. four other eight-year-olds yeah and like <laughs> he would three make of it us work. could go out there and we'd, yeah. we'd get up some, some yeah shots <laughs> he'd, he'd find he'd put the ball where it needs to be <laughs> just find the shots yeah, exactly um all right so who'd be third I would say DeAndre then I yeah probably probably DeAndre or maybe maybe Barnes because whenever Barnes came back they they kind of found their groove I mean, shortly he's, thereafter. He's 
patched together some quarters where nothing else is working except for yeah. Barnes. Dude, and since his first two games back, he's shooting like almost 50% on threes. Yeah. And, and we are seeing with Barnes like the how much better it looks like when it's like, oh, like, when you're kind of like watching him play for about a quarter, you're like, oh, there's his role. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the amount of time in this game that he, like, like, that he can do something with. You know, he's not like shot hunting. And he's not like a shot hunting guy. He had to do that the past couple of years. But it's he knows his spot. Like Luca finds him in his spots. Like that. Like I mean, from the wing, when Luca hits him at the at his hip, it's like he's just cash lately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think Barnes is. I think I'm tied close. between Barnes and Finney Smith. For third. Yeah. Finney so Smith has the narrative. You know, he's got the yeah. narrative thing where he's never won one. So you yeah. feel like you need to give it. Right. Got to got to give it to him. I think it's I think it's Barnes or DeAndre. Finney Smith yeah. is probably number five for me. Yeah. I'd, and I mean, Devin Harris, too. It is, eh, it's been two games, three games, though. Hey, they're, whenever whenever he and JJ play more than, like, one minute together, they're 7-0. and oh. Yeah, no. Every, I know. Every game in which Devin and JJ's been in, they're defeated. Well, the, uh, I mean, the thing I was thinking, it, like, I was thinking this when I was watching the Houston game, and, I mean, this probably, like, speaks to my, like, general anxiety as a person, but, like, I'm, you know, the, the Rockets took out their starters with, like, five minutes left, and so they, they – you know, wave the white flag so the Mavs put in their players, and I'm I'm just I'm still watching till the end, and like the Mavs have so many players that I think are good uh-huh. that like I'm in that like like why is so and so still in? Right. He's good. Why is he Maxi playing yeah, right now? Exactly. He's a like, first quarter player. And it's like yeah, it's like, like yeah. that guy can't. What if that guy gets hurt? We need him, and it's like mm. well, it's because they're all good. You know, like that's, who do you? That's that's a nice problem to have. That's obviously. a good discussion. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if we have a full half hour to get into. Who should be the yeah. like? Just something, <laughs> something to think about. Something to chew on is uh, on Reddit. I don't know if it was on Mavs or NBA, but they said if you look at every NBA roster in the league and you just hide the top two names, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who has the best team? And I mean, I, I'm not. I don't have a, the the deepest immediate knowledge of every other NBA roster, but the Mavs are probably. Probably pretty. If you hide Luca and Dennis, or Luca DeAndre, Luca Barnes, or whatever, if you if you put JJ in the top two, whatever, like, and you look at the rest of their team, you're thinking, wow, this team is good. It, I yeah. mean, yes and no. I think that like because, I mean, Luca makes things tick so much. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah, there's absolutely. a reason they were. So but I mean, but you're playing you're playing against everybody else's. True. Next. True. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if you take Embiid and Butler off the Sixers, yeah, or if you That's take, obviously, awful. you know, LeBron and and Kuzma or, or, yeah. or Ingram off the That's Lakers true. or, or Rondo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, T Wolves. I just want to see you do it to see who the best, second best T Wolves yeah. is, <laughs> yeah. just for fun. Like uh, their teams, their if teams. You take that, Towns and Covington off the Wolves. <laughs> yeah. what, what is happening? With like them? Heat, same thing. It's like, uh, what? Well, Who's? yeah, Dragic isn't playing for them. They're, they right. they're. Not it's good true. right now. Yeah, you know, it's it's what y'all. It's something y'all talked about on uh, on numbers on the board, which is okay. Pace is so cranked up um, that just having ten capable guys, where none of them are just you know potholes. Mm-hmm. All of them can bring something. All of them know their role, and all of them have chops. Yeah, that's super valuable right now in well, the NBA. We're seeing it. Like that's what you saw on. I mean, that conversation is like a microcosm. Or, or it, you know, it sort of is a good metaphor for why they won that game. Yeah. Uh, because, like, against the Rockets, because the 
the Rockets had some injuries, so they only had ten players available. Mm-hmm. So when they when they took out their starters, it was just the next fat guys. Yeah, and I didn't feel that way about their <laughs> like yeah. if I didn't you know if if someone were to miss three weeks on of those five, it's like. Okay. You yeah. Know, I don't. Well, I don't need a. Te- I don't need a. What are we gonna do without Daniel push notification House? about that? You know. Yeah. Yeah. But if uh, and that's. But with the Mavs, like those were all, you know, except for Salah, those were all like everyday contributors, basically. Mm. Um, and Dennis closed the game. It, for that's that. what I was gonna say. Because Dennis JJ closed. played too many minutes. And it's yeah. like <laughs> that. Those two units, if they played forty-eight minutes against each other, the Mavs would win by even more than twenty points. Mm. And but. Both teams needed something from those units, yeah. and that's why the Mavs won by 20. I mean, uh, the teams that are the hottest right now, Clippers, super deep, just balanced across the board, roll out nine, ten guys on you every night. Uh, Denver has become super yeah. deep since, uh, what's his name, the new point guard, Monty Morris. Uh, yeah. Uh, and if you move Murray to the bench and whatever, spread those minutes across, you have a deep team all of a sudden. Um, Toronto, I mean, their bench is incredible. Van yeah. Vliet and Siakam is on the starting lineup now, but he's been coming off the bench. And Mem- Memphis does it in a different way where they just roll out 10 to 11 super competent defenders yeah. that just drive you insane for a game. So, Well, and look at the Warriors. I mean, they, they won a title because they had a lot of really good top-end talent, and then all of a sudden you sideline Curry for a little bit, and you're having to give a ton of minutes to Quinn Cook and a ton of minutes to yeah. centers that are not – you know, yep. probably NBA caliber players at this point, or you know, fringe, and they're like they were what they lost four in a row. Yeah, yeah. Well, five when, out of six. Yeah, when someone isn't they playing, lost last night too. When one of those four guys or two, which has happened a lot of those four guys aren't playing, like I, I look at those games and I like look at the like who's playing, and they maybe let's say they're just playing a good team, they're playing the Bucks or the Raptors or something. Like they like they, you just think like like they won last night, didn't they? No, they lost. They no, lost. they lost. Okay. Well, Durant yeah. scored fifty. Okay, that's one, nice. Yeah, they lost. Well, that, there's so like I think about it. I'm like, well, yeah, they they can can or will win that game, but it just sounds exhausting because, yeah. like, you know that Drebko is going to be like, oh, passable, mm-hmm. and that's all. You're not going to get you know like anything. Like he he will do enough if Durant dominates. Yeah. I mean, they're playing Drebko. Damon Lee. Yeah. Uh, they played, you know, like, Damian Cook has, Jones. Quinn Cook has had good moments, but he's, you know. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he looks like someone doing his best playing next to Durant. Yeah. You know, like, I I know I'll get some good shots. I got to fill I gotta fill this role. Yeah, so the problem, the problem with loading your roster with top-end talent yeah. is that you have 11 guys on the minimum. Mm-hmm. So if any one of those players mm-hmm. goes down, then you're – yeah, you know, and then the Mavs right now they're paying Harris the minimum, and JJ's just making above the minimum. Finney Smith, Maxie are on you know undrafted rookie minimums, and none of those guys are. All of those guys are too good to have a minimum contract. Yeah, yeah. it's all surplus value. Yeah, none um, of those guys will be paid the minimum or should be paid the minimum in a in a, a fair world. Yeah, in a, like in a, if you compare it to their uh, potential contributions. Right. One thing, I mean, if we're going to talk about depth. Uh, and, like, the lineups are, like, there seems like a, at times the lineups are kind of set. Like, they know mm. who to bring in at what point and ha- what's working. Uh, so, like, how much does it change with Dirk coming back? I think it's going to just be a one-for-one. One, just Maxi For Maxi yeah. some nights, maybe for Powell other nights. Yeah. Maybe if you're winning, you bring in Maxi. Maybe if you're losing, you bring in Dirk. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the decision gets made for you on a nightly basis, like trying to put together a rubric of exactly how to do this, um, you know, within the moment. 
isn't going to be a thing. I feel like either Dirk's not going to play certain games or the, you're going to look at the other team's second unit. It's going to be obvious. Yeah. Okay, these guys can't defend Dirk. You know, they don't have a backup center that can chase out to the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be, okay, uh, we need Maxi's defensive intensity right now. I think the decision will be made for you. It's not like you're going to go, okay, I put Maxi in right now or Dirk? Because second units, other teams' second units, 27 of them across the league aren't that complex. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're playing the Warriors and they're rolling out, you know, whatever, uh, Damian Jones, Damian Lee, random guys that, you know, can't cover Dirk, then it's like, okay. Let's put Dirk out there and see what happens for four minutes. Well, he, so here's like, like kind of quick, like, because the way we're talking about it is like, well, if this guy was playing this team, I don't know if it would work. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of way of framing it. But the way they're playing, and I mean, it's small sample size, but like, Maxi and Powell is working a lot. Mm-hmm. So like, is kind of like, nobody loves Dirk more than me, but, so I'm just asking the question, not implying anything, but like, like is he going to make them better? I think you you get better offensively, and you probably lose a little bit defensively because Maxi well, is obviously incredible. Yeah. But well, so I mean, the the Dirk Powell, JJ Harris, fifth guy, whether Yogi or Finney yeah. Smith this year, that was one of the that was like your second or third best lineup in the league last year. Sure. So it just it, there, so many points could be scored in bunches, for or against, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, they they usually come in and control the game. But if you're playing a team like Minnesota, where you know Towns is going to play 42 minutes, then Dirk probably gets the night off. Yeah. But if okay. you're playing against, you know, I don't know, the Magic or even the Warriors, where the Warriors don't really have a guy that is sure. that demanding for Dirk to guard, you can yeah. try and hide him as best you can. Yeah, I think that's yeah. almost how you decide it. It's mm-hmm. okay. Who playing in these minutes in which I want to use Maxi or Dirk? Is there a guy in the other unit that's going to play in the post? That can destroy us. Dirk is good in the post. I think the worst is whenever you put him in space, pick and roll, and where you have yeah. the freedom to pop or yeah. or roll, and that's where you know there's not that many players in the NBA where it becomes a serious problem. Mm-hmm. But the ones who are can really, really hurt you. Yeah, It'd be Towns. They do. They do have Jokic. One too many guys now, though. I I see the I see the issue, but Dude, I also they got two. Salas played great whenever he's gotten in the games. Yeah. I mean, and he's not even he gets DMPs most nights. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the easiest answer if you're looking for an actual okay. Slide the abacus this way, this way, this way. Yeah, it's you know Dorian's not playing 35 plus minutes anymore. Yeah. Maxie's not going to have a 20 plus minute game. Sure. Uh, I think Dwight Powell's the only one that's safe. He and JJ are probably locked at the hip safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of the guys, you take four minutes here, you take three minutes yeah. here, and then you just expect them to play, you know, more insane than they have, and that they've been <laughs> playing super intense thus far. So I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think you just start cranking people's minutes down like three, like you would on NBA 2K. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, and just start <laughs> share, sharing the minutes down there to number 41, and they're gonna be matchups are gonna dictate most of it. Rick yeah. does that a lot of the time, right? Like last year, he's like. You know, this was a solid game. Mm. And you look at the other teams, what they can roll out there and how they threaten you, and you go, okay, Dirk doesn't really have a place on the floor tonight against, you know, Hassan Whiteside or something like that. Um, so I think it kind of yeah. solves It'll itself. Play it so you'll, you'll know. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's game. some games he just won't play. Sure. You know, if it's a heavy week, if it's four and six nights or something like that, if it's a tail end of a back-to-back. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to see how he starts breaking himself in. Yeah, I mean, like, so 
if I set the over-under for uh, highest scoring game of the year for Dirk at 24.5. Uh, that's under, what I was going to say. He hasn't, yeah. he hasn't gotten there in a while. He didn't get there once last year? Uh, I don't think he got there last year. I know he got he, 30. he got there the night that he scored he, yeah. uh, 30,000. He yeah. got yeah. 25, I think, in the first half. Didn't yeah. score again after that. <laughs> and yeah. I don't think he scored for a few games after that. That was like a – He really they put it all went, in that yeah, first half. Yeah. They kind of yeah. went on a, a little tailspin after that. There's a really good chance, though, that uh, Dirk's first game back, you'll see – Kleba, Sala, and Jalen Brunson all with DNP CDs. And, like, yeah. all three of those guys are rotation players yeah. on an average NBA team. Mm-hmm. That's true. And Maxie's, like, almost good enough to be a starter. Yeah. You kind of get to hide Maxie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hide, him, hide him like we did Brandon Wright. That's yeah. true. Is, that, is this the summer where there's a decision for Maxie? Well, he's, uh, he's, he's a restricted okay. free agent. Gotcha. Him and Finney Smith both. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, and those are two of your, yeah. you know, five or six best players so far this year probably yeah so it's gonna be interesting um all right defensive player of the year Ooh, the finney Mavs. smith finney smith finney, easy. Smith finney smith yeah it was maxi two weeks ago but finney smith has just stayed amazing yeah after oh. that i think the warriors game convinced me finney smith yeah i'll say maxi yeah. just because to be a contrarian it, yeah because i'm smarter than you two and i expect <laughs> <to say laughs> uh, like well i don't know what it's like he couldn't be better in the time defensively that he's been out there uh, so, like, with, you know, if he had, like, eight starts this year, like, if DeAndre had to miss two weeks, I could see us talking about him, like, the defensive player uh, the, of the of the team. So, like, you know, and I just didn't expect him to be that good defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, and part of it is just him, his ability to exceed my expectation of just, like, he anchors the defense as soon as he comes in. And, I mean, he's as good as DeAndre defensively. Uh, he doesn't there's no drop off there mm. uh, and yeah, DeAndre, DeAndre is a more prolific rebounder and, and just better at boxing out but yeah. Maxie's so good at swooping in yeah. and turning a dunk into a three pointer the other way and that's so big to just like because we give so much like we said Brea was our like number two MVP like but that second unit like we would not really care if well Brea had nine assists if that second unit was just like bleeding points in the paint uh, so I mean, he's he's almost as important as Brea in that sense, or he has been almost as important. I think is mm. fair. Yeah, he's been good, man. Six man is obviously Hoto, Hoto. Jose Jose Juan. Yeah, um, for sure. I think now. What about seventh man of the year? <laughs> I mean, that's that? that's Dorian, right? What about eighth man? Is that Maxi? That's, that's Dwight. Maxie. Oh, or Maxi, Maxi. Dwight was really good for like ten games. Yeah, he's so Dwight's your ninth man. He got hurt. Is Devin your tenth man? I guess. And Brunson? Yeah, most yeah. Im- most improved. Let's move to most okay. improved. Is that Finney? Finney. Well, no, I'm I'm taking Maxie most that, improved. Yeah, I like I said to me because like, if you think about the award, the awards like who does the best job of like halfway or at a certain point it's like they're great and I didn't expect them to be great. It's sort of and like we were wrong about Victor Oladipo. Yeah, uh, give exactly. Him the award. Exactly. It's always like, like it, you you can't just be like I expect this. If you expect a guy to improve because he was really promising and you're excited about him, like nobody wants to give that award to mm-hmm. you know. True. Finney Smith, like, not that anybody was pretty. Like, obviously, he's uh, surprised everybody career wise, but like he ended so nicely, and then you could see the kind of things that he's like. Oh, he could be a great 
three and D guy, and he's done all those things. But with Maxi, it's just like, th- like this is, like this guy belongs in the NBA. At, like a backup center is like the minimum of his, you know, like role on a team. Like this guy could mm. could start on, you know, I mean, like would wouldn't Maxi start for the Lakers? Dude, Maxi would be a massive upgrade for the Warriors. Or, well, yeah, definitely yeah. the Warriors. And the Lakers. Well, and the, I mean, the role that, like, most teams are trying to carve out, which is, okay, uh, the backup big or heavy minutes. I mean, the Aaron Baines role. Yeah, that's true. Like, everyone was freaking out about Baines last year because he started knocking down threes every once in a while and was just hard-nosed defender type yeah. guy setting, you know, dirty screens and getting <laughs> people open. And I'm like, yeah, Maxi's done that, but way better. Right. He's Yeah, there's – yeah, I and mean, it comes along with success whenever people start putting the spotlight on you. I yeah. mean, if you're in the Eastern Conference Finals and they're like, "How is Baron Baines playing in a conference finals? What yeah. the hell?" Well, the, and the Warriors started about 13 different guys at centers in the in the Western Conference Finals last year because mm-hmm. they couldn't find anyone who could stay in front of Harden or Chris Paul. Yeah, Maxi can. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to guard Harden for 40 minutes, but he can do it for four or five trips. Like yeah. he can stay in front of almost anybody. And the thing about him too is that he's got such good such quick hops and such good instincts is that if you get by him he'll block you yeah so yeah. not only can he can he use his body to stay in front of people and move his feet but he can also the, stuff you if he gets beat the center role in the nba is kind of moving towards him yeah, yeah. of yeah. what yeah. he what he's gotten good at over like one summer it's really just like can you be a bigger small forward yeah and that's yeah. maxi can absolutely do that yeah and you usually don't want to pay him a ton like you want yeah. you want the guy that's already not you know all NBA team, Andre Drummond, that you're paying $35 million a year now, and you're like, okay, I guess I'm giving you a third of my cap. That's, yeah. that's fine, man. You're giving, like, a certain amount of touches just yeah. to be like, yes. well, if, if we only gave him this many touches, do you realize how many millions per touch he's getting? Yes. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's a center trap right now. Yeah. It's like, okay, these guys are super unique athletes. There's only, you know, 30 of them on the planet, or 40 of them on the planet that are – that size can have a positive impact on both sides of the court, and I guess you have to max all of them out. Like I, I guess I don't well, really you can't want let to them go, but yeah. you can't trade them. Yeah, and they it's they have no value thing. except yeah. for the plate. Like it's like it's like whenever Whiteside got signed, I was like, okay, I guess you had to. Hmm. Same thing with Drummond. I'm like, I guess you got to. It's like having um, a really good catcher in baseball. Yeah, it's like, like, well, yeah. I mean, there's not that many of them, so I guess we kind of have to keep them. But can we just put them at? Yeah, use the. The, be- first the best thing to be is the team that tries to get. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Fails to do so. Yeah, like if like if next year if like if they decided next cool. year that things are coming on our market. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone <laughs> wanted no. those sideways? Yeah, like like last year if you uh, or next year you wanted to start Maxi Kleber at center. I'm not thinking you're insane. I'm like, interesting. Yeah. Let's let's see the rest of the plan. Yeah, no, like exactly. that's that's fun. Um, but all right, I can't remember any of the other, the other awards. We've uh, already gone an hour no, and a half. No, 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 oh, stop. Man. There's oh, more. God. Uh, coach of the year. <laughs> uh, pro. <laughs> Procopio. Executive of the year. Uh, Ronzoni. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ronzoni, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Vladi Divac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. The Mavs Thanks. executive of the year. Thank yeah, you. Vladi Divac. Divac. Thank you. Uh, Whoever's running Atlanta. First team All-NBA. So who's okay? Who's making the All Star team from this team? Luca, is that it? Yeah, that's the only. If if the All Star game year? was today, would he make it? No, probably not. You don't think so? Well, I mean, like, does he deserve to or will he? Well, no, I I truly don't know. How many good? A lot of people are hurt right now. 
Yeah. Like yeah. Paul, Chris Paul's hurt. Donovan Mitchell's hurt right now. Steph. Steph's hurt right now. Is Draymond? Draymond's kind of. Draymond's not play a lot necessarily bad. He just yeah. got yeah. put in timeout. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I think Luca. Boogie's out. I think Luca makes All Star. Well, that is because we're halfway to the All Star yeah. game. That is crazy. I mean, like, he need, and by All Star game, he'll have played like all the coaches. Yeah. Basically, so you wonder if like every coach. Will, yes. You know. I mean, right, honestly, the winning is the thing that changes it. Like, yeah. you can have these numbers, and you can be, you know, 7-14 and 14 or something like that, and people have an excuse not to look at uh, you. They'll be like, oh, that's cute. But, I mean, they're one of the best teams in basketball for November. If they're, if they're like, a six seed, he's yeah. a lock, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if yeah, they're in the playoff picture whenever all-star voting comes out, he's an all-star. Dude, Goran Dragic made it last year because Miami is. was in the playoffs. Yeah, and he was. He averaged like 15 points a game and was an all-star. Didn't LeBron not make the all-star team his first year? Uh, Did he really not? Good question. I, I don't honestly know. think that he didn't make it until his second year. Wow. I might be wrong about that. that that's a I know Melo made it. Let me solve this right now. I mean, Luka's going to be an all-star. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some people that don't want to play. And he did not so make you're it. saying he's going to make it this he year? Did not yeah, make he's going to make it this year. God, Lebr- LeBron did not make the All-Star team. He averaged 25 and 5. Yeah. <laughs> did I, not make it. How much better do you think Luka is than LeBron? <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four. Yeah, I mean, he, he's going to make the All-Star game. That's so nuts. Because I, mean, I think he's teetering on, like, top – 30, 40 he, player in the league right now. He's, he's got he's got that sensation quality too. He's yeah. such a like darling. Yeah, it's like yeah. what's nice is like the hype train is he does like blowing it, and going. It is like a lot of like let's say somebody there's a lot of players that are just as effective as Luca who get their like five points a quarter for twenty points mm-hmm. and Luca will just be like I'm gonna get like thirteen in the third yeah. and just swing the game. Yeah, and that's not I mean that is to be fair that's not any more like <laughs> same amount valuable, of points but like it's just like. You you just talk about those players more. Yeah. I mean, it, and it is crazy. It's like his three minute swings will be like three pointer, like a rebound, three pointer, steal, assist. assist on a three pointer. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like you yeah. just like he is the type of guy. If you don't watch basketball or you don't watch the NBA or whatever, and you just don't know the players. Yeah, and you're just like, well, that, anybody that. That, that guy's the best one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that guy's that one's good. Yeah. Give me that one. Well, I think they fixed their first quarter problems by just kind of going, all right, buddy, here's the ball. Kind of go do whatever you want. There's a chance. I, I don't know how they vote starters anymore. Uh, is he going to get enough? Captains, right? Yeah, but, like, is he going to get enough votes? Like, he might just be voted in. See, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's the country. There's the Slovenia does have. Yeah. I mean, Slovenia has they a lower up. population than some states, but, like, yeah. They will all vote for him. Yeah. Spanish fans will all vote for sure. him. And now he has a website. He's got a website <laughs> where you, you where you get to know him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that everybody gets a chance to know him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I, I th- he's got a lot of fans. The Ringer's helping us. Real GM is helping us out here. Chemistry. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Chemistry. <laughs> that, bu- that bump from my article. I mean, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> that might be. It. But I mean, like, in this like, podcast appearance. Think Jeez. about it. They got almost got freaking Zaza Pachulia in the All Star game a few yeah, years ago. They got I mean, real close. And they they like the protections Why Cliff John? They yeah. put yeah the protections they put in place so that like a guy like Zaza couldn't get it. Yeah. Those will <laughs> not stop. The yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, um, no. How how like mean is that? Because like, <laughs> it's it really is like. 
Such I mean, a jerk move. Obviously, he didn't enjoy, but it's still subjective. So I mean, it's just like, no. Yeah, guys, please no. I know. I don't care how many of you like him. He's not good. Yeah. <laughs> you can make as many songs as you want, Wyclef John. He came like 2,000 votes away from starting. Yeah. yeah. That would have been great. Him just That'd setting really good so screens. awesome. He, he jumps tip and they call timeout. Yeah. <laughs> Get him out of the game. It, it is like funny to just be like, yeah, you liked this when it was Yao Ming. But, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, just oh, because he, he was good at basketball, right. he let him start. <laughs> subjective, subjective thing of being good at the sport you play get out of here yeah no uh, luca's gonna be, make an all-star team all right well that's that's a that's a bold proclamation it's gonna happen trey young's not <laughs> jeez god i mean luca, i hope trey young has a great career luca starting alongside bagley in that all-star game Ooh, is gonna oh be, it's man. gonna be lit <laughs> it's gonna be lit he's gonna be tired he's playing the rising stars game and then you know and then in the yeah. all-star game too be weird. Him and Dennis, if they if they end up on the same, well, I guess they won't because they're not. It's Team USA versus Team World in that game, which yeah. is too bad because they would probably pull out some yeah. absolutely insane Th- plays. That'll in that probably game. be the beginning of the rift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's gonna be there's gonna be a wild. Dennis tried to oop up Luca in the Houston hilarious. game, which I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> that was. They're gonna they're doomed. gonna get one. Uh, they'll get one. Sure. They're gonna they, get one. Uh, they haven't gotten one yet. Yeah, I know well, they've the missed other one times. Oh, well, I know. That's what I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did. They, Luca, Luca, Luca got Dennis once. I think it might have been in the preseason, but he did get him one time. Yeah, it's gonna happen. But they both get like the most obvious. It's like your mom came home and like the bathroom's on fire, and you're trying to act cool, and you're just like, <laughs> they both are running down there, and they see each other running, yes. and they're like, and they're just like. <laughs> You, you run over there and then jump and then I'm yeah. gonna throw it oh and then you're gonna God. catch yeah. it and dunk it. They it's gonna be so cool. <laughs> and then the pass All just right. sails out of bounds. They yeah, have, like they have like a hand signal as if it's, there's something yeah. else to do. Dude, let's do the thing. <laughs> Doing Navy, the Navy Seal like, signals with each other. The thing where you try to throw the ball yeah. in the air. And, the yeah. score thing. Okay, let's try and do <laughs> yes. that. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go get some lunch. How yeah. about that, Johnny? Thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Johnny. Where can they find you on Twitter? Or um, on, online, just anywhere. Twitter.com. What are you, what are you yeah, trying yeah. to plug? Go what to you internet. SoundCloud? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> Check out my mixtape. It's me and designer. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, it's just at Johnny Opping, J-O-N-N-Y, no H. Um, I think you yeah. spelled that right. And, uh, yeah. You got, got anything stuff. coming out that you want people to read? Um, yeah, I had some jokes uh, come out today. At the New Yorker. Uh, the pistachio thing was dead serious. I was not joking about that. <laughs> that. Uh and I th- this December's American Way magazine, I think I wrote the cover. Well, I wrote something in there. I think it's the cover story. Uh, so if you're flying, you can, yeah. you can feel like we took a trip together. Uh, when <laughs> you're visiting your, your, your family. Wouldn't it be holidays. wild if someone's listening to this podcast while reading that article? It's not yeah. a crazy thing to think. And they're like, oh, my, that, that guy, that guy's guy. on the podcast. <laughs> this guy. They just burn the <laughs> lady on Punch fire. a hole in the window and <laughs> just toss it out of the plane. <laughs> it's but, gone. Yeah. Other than that, more stuff 2019. But big, big Keep plans. it going. Keep moving forward. Yeah, the ceiling is the roof. I wish you nothing but best, Johnny. <laughs> All best. Thanks, guys.